Side Cannons! Yeah, welcome to Side Cannons. The tabletop RPG wing of Sidecar Stories. This is campaign number two, and I hope y'all are excited, because I certainly am. Everyone, everyone, today, today, oh, today, the day of days, um... Today we're going to be jumping into a brand new campaign. Y'all may remember the Realms of Recetus, Campaign 1, Recetus Arena. We spent time with a trio of arena fighters who were just trying to make their way in the wide world. Uh, the, the wild and crazy world of arena fighting. Fighting in the arena is no small task, as our three adventurers discovered, and as we discovered as well, because of course in that campaign, that was Chat Plays Dungeon World. We played Dungeon World for uh, season one of this, for the first campaign, and uh, we had an absolute blast. Absolutely loved it. Um, I wanted to try something a little bit different this time, but we're going to be keeping some of our traditions, including the fact that Chat is going to be playing in this campaign. In campaign one, uh, you could join one of three teams and each team controlled their own character. In this one, I'm streamlining it a bit, at least for the beginning. You know, I, I think the best way to sort of get people involved is the lowest impact, lowest sort of like fidelity way to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that people weren't confused coming in here. You know, last season we had quite a bit in terms of uh, chat commands and uh, all different bits of knowledge that you needed to have in order to just sort of sit here and play the game. I didn't want to go into this season with the same thing. Now, we may work our way up to that if we find that we've got a, a, a crew that is sort of dedicated and large enough to kind of maintain that. But for right now, we're going to start with the absolute simplest method, which is, y'all tell me what you want to do, I interpret it into the game rules, and we go from there. That's as simple as it is. That's as, that's as complex as it gets for the beginning of, uh, of this book two, Night School at Vesperal Academy. Now, Vesperal Academy, we don't know much about it yet. We're going to be learning about it over the course of this season. And I am so excited to get into this because I've done so much planning. Y'all remember we did uh, a bunch of world building before campaign one. We played campaign one for an entire year. And then, uh... The year following that, this this past year, we spent that doing just more world building because I, I sort of discovered, hey, you know what? There's kind of something special here. The Realms of Recetus could be special. And so we spent some time on it. We really developed it out. And not only that, but this campaign here is um, something that I have developed out quite a bit as well. I have got sketchbooks. I've got maps. I have got... Um, more scenes, uh, you know, more art scenes prepared in uh, my broadcast program than I ever did for season one already. And so I am super excited to share this with all of you. And to anyone else who is lurking, unsure of what you're about to get into today, well, I welcome you as well. As a matter of fact, everyone willing to take a plunge on this and say, you know what, this is weird. I'm not sure if this is going to be my thing today, but I'm going to try it anyway. I am especially thankful to you. Sander says that promises a lot. Well, I hope that it does. Now, I do need to take a moment because uh, there is one scene that I do need to build here in my broadcast software. Um, I want to have the map available so that I can pop it up on the screen here. Um, if you are listening in Discord, you are going to get most of the experience. However, 
Um, if you want to pop over to Twitch, I am going to also have um, a, a bit of extra. You know, I've got these these scenes with art to sort of, you know, set the scene a little bit better to really make these an immersive experience. But if you, as a viewer, want to go ahead and dig into the character sheets, I am certainly going to allow it, but I don't necessarily encourage it. I'm going to give you a bit of a brief about how sort of the things that your character is going to be notably good at and then notably bad at. Other than that, I don't want you to have to focus on those things. For those of you who wish to, here is the link. I'm gonna pop that in chat right now. This is the link to the character sheets. It is a spreadsheet. Um, there are two tabs and uh, one of them is for Igor, uh, one of our characters, and the other one is for our other character, Illyria. Now, I'm gonna be playing Illyria and Chad is going to be playing Igor. I'm going to introduce them in their own time. You know, you don't need to know them immediately. You'll know them in a moment. We're going to explore the system as I like to explore systems, which is to say, we're going to play it badly and we're going to get better at playing it as we go along. Um, I may not use all of the various mechanics that are going to apply to different things, and I think that's okay. We're not using this game to play the game perfectly. We're using this game to tell a story that we like together. Now, I'm super anxious. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Sam, this is Sidecar Stories, and uh, our channel is dedicated to telling stories together, uh, to each other, with each other. If you want to find out more, you can follow that link tree that's popped up in chat there, l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash Sidecar Stories. And with that, we must begin, because there's nothing else for it. It is, of course, a dark and stormy night. Wind drags great waves of rain across acres of forest, where creatures hide in their dens and wait for the deluge to let up. The river Argent swells with all of this fresh rain, rising past its banks and thundering through the storm. A figure, hooded against the storm in a whipping cloak, carrying no light, tips crates into the river, one after the other. They flow past the soaked stones and battered walls of an ancient castle, plunging into a forest, down a waterfall into darkness. They suddenly crash back out into rapids before slowing calming to a more leisurely flow. Trees cover the muddy banks on either side, but rain ripples the water and pelts the crates as they bump into a small dock. A tiny ferry boat, maybe large enough for a horse or two, 
is moored at the dock beside a water wheel. All is quiet. All is still. Until we see torchlight flicker inside the water wheel. We see a glimpse, just a flash. A mouth. A scraggly beard surrounding a mouth with brilliant white teeth, including fangs. Fangs that protrude longer than any canine teeth should. The clear mark of a vampire. We hover around outside of the building. Shapes move in the forest, and we hear a voice. Please, no. No, no, no. The the crates are just outside. Look, you can take them. We don't need to complete the deal. Just take the crates and we'll, we'll work out something else for next time. We hear a click. Another flash. Just a moment. Shaking hands on a crossbow. Unloaded. Please. No. Just, just leave. You got what you want, don't you? It's all in the crates. A second voice. Actually, the thing we seek was never in the crates. We're looking for something dangerous. Another flash on the crossbow as a bolt is loaded into it, marked with runes. The crossbow raises and points directly into the cowering face of the vampire. Fangs are bared, but not in a snarl, in a pleading look. The vampire backed into a corner, somewhere in the shadows inside this shack around the water wheel. The vampire looks around as if blind and says, Listen, I'm not alone out here. You just leave me be and I promise I'll do whatever I can. Right into the mouth of this vampire. Right between the fangs. This rune-covered crossbow bolt suddenly sprouts and the vampire falls back totally still we see the crossbow once again just pointed through the open door we don't see who holds it we only see the crossbow itself as the hands draw it back with enormous strength and set in another rune-etched bolt. So, there are more of you, you say? Very interesting. The crossbow retreats 
out the door and closes it slowly. Here in the forest, we rise up above the trees as we see the flames of the torch extinguish and dark shapes move through the trees. Higher and higher we rise, back into the storm. The lightning crashes around us and we sweep away from this scene at the ferry. Up. Up a hill, steeper and steeper, and now up to a castle. Here in the dark, the lightning illuminates a tower high above the rest of this castle. The castle rots. It's ancient. It is ruins more than castle itself. And up here, we see a child. A child, giddy with some sort of private excitement, rushes out of a door onto a a long walkway and turns around and shuts the door behind him. He locks it with an ancient-looking key, which he then puts into a pocket and runs across to this deserted tower. Its top is only half-present anymore, the windows entirely uncovered to the deluge of rain, and this child, with a cord, a silvery cord, fastened a bit like a belt around the waist of his robes, This child disappears into the tower. We can hear... Shouts from the other side of the door. The child, still giddy, hides in this ruined tower. This walkway with this locked door between him and his apparent pursuers. He grins, and as the door bursts open with superhuman strength, revealing an orc and a young woman, both with fangs protruding like the vampire below, look out onto the lightning-lit walkway. And out in front of them, They see the tower. They creep toward it, and we get one last view of our little troublemaker. Before a noise. And out from the tower flies a great bat. Certainly a dire bat. It must be. Not a swarm, a single great bat. And it flies from the castle far, far away, down toward a small collection of lights, a little campfire of civilization. Not a campfire, just an ember. The last we see of the castle as the orc man and the young human woman, both with the vampire fangs protruding from their lips, They sigh, shake their heads. The orc even grins, and they turn and head back into the castle. We 
we follow the bat wings of this creature. This dire bat, apparently, and yet coming from the same place in this tower where we watched this youth disappear, as it flies over the town of Dawngreet. Dawngreet, a little frontier town where we begin our story. We lose the bat in the, in the darkness overhead. In between flashes of lightning, the shape simply disappears from the skies. And we descend down into the very southeastern corner of the town of Dawngreet. This is a little frontier town, one of the last stops on your way out of Recidus Towers if you're heading to the northeast, toward the Oxbends. Now, of course, one of our characters knows the Oxbends quite well. This character is Illyria, and Illyria is currently climbing out of a window in a hurry. They have a smile on their face, and Illyria will be played by me. I'm very much looking forward to it. If y'all wish to look at the map here, you can see down at the very lower right-hand corner, there is uh, a big haystack there, and beside the haystack, a little field. Beside that little field, a round house. And Illyria is currently climbing out of the window of that little round house in a great hurry. It is... Well, it's time to move, and Illyria says as much. We're going to have to get out of here quickly. I do think I've been spotted. Now, who could Illyria be talking to? Well, it's Igor. Igor, uh, a young lad, uh, a young elf lad, uh, over near the haystack. Um, uh, 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 Igor, what do you say in return? Um, as Illyria climbs out of the window. Um, as y'all, let me know in chat what it is you would like to do and what it is you would like to say as we will continue to do throughout this campaign. Um, I am going to take a very sort of fiction-first approach to this, which means I want you to tell me I don't want you to tell me about moves that you take. I don't want you to tell me about specific traits you want to use. I want you simply to tell me what does Igor do in the fiction? I'm anticipating a lot of crosstalk here. I may have a lot of different people tell me different things that they want to do. I'm going to simply pick my favorite. I'm going to pick the one that seems to make the most sense for the character as they've been played thus far. And right now, we're just going to operate with one chat character. We may go back to multiple as we had before, but right now, I think the most sustainable number is one character for y'all, one character for me. And of course, we will be meeting an ensemble later on once we revisit some of the locations we saw in these other scenes leading up to our action here. I will remind you, Illyria is climbing out of this window. We see uh, Illyria is a, a human person who um, stands a bit taller and broader than your average person of their age. This is, of course, the realms of Recidus, especially in the frontier, and... Without an education, it can be hard to tell precisely how old these characters are, but we can anticipate somewhere between middle school and high school. Somewhere in that range. Uh, certainly young, but Illyria seems to have grown quite a bit, and they are, they are broad-shouldered, strong of arm, uh, and perhaps a little sad of eye. 
Illyria rushes over to the haystack. Um, we can hear the sounds of a commotion starting inside, and Illyria looks to Igor. Igor is a human elf of the same age as Illyria. He is uh, a little bit more slight, and I will tell you some things here about Igor. Igor is good at blending in. Igor, uh, these are things that uh, Illyria and Igor have sort of learned about each other over their past couple of weeks working together to case the joint, shall we say. We'll go into that more in just a second, but the character Igor, very stealthy, um, and also a quick mind um, and uh, quick of hand as well. Not the toughest character, but certainly able to keep their wits about them and absolutely able to blend in. Subtlety is Igor's strong suit. Igor has made a good companion for Illyria, as Illyria is tough. Tough and strong, uh, but not particularly subtle. Got a big heart and uh, can keep their wits about them in much the same way, but certainly slower and certainly less dexterous than Igor. We have been looking around here in the town, and we've only just got the layout. Um, but Illyria whispers to Igor, I think it's probably time that we head back home. I don't know what else we can learn here. I've got these. And opening up my... Uh, <laughs> uh, opening up a, a sort of burlap tied with a twine... We see a few loaves of bread, some eggs, and even a couple chicken legs. From the window, we see a uh, a young human girl uh, who smiles out into the darkness, even as uh, someone who appears to be perhaps older brothers um, and uh, older sisters even, um, are rushing around in the background, uh, putting clothing on as the door bursts open. Igor, I think it's probably time to definitely leave. I think we've got to get back to camp. Now, we zoom out a little bit. Currently, we are hidden behind this hay bale in the very southeastern corner of the map. Just, if you're looking at the, uh, the screen here, it's just behind the very lower edge of the chat box there. Up to the north, there is a wide field which offers some cover. If we were to head across the southern edge, we would hit a section of burned-out town. Now, the town of Dongreet has not done particularly well over the past few years. The past few decades, even. It is a territory rife with conflict. There always seems to be either brigands or bandits or even larger-scale conflict here. And most don't know why. This southern edge of town was a small residential and shop district, if you could call it that, in such a small town. A f collection of buildings wherein business was done, culture was growing, people lived, and yet a fire caught. For whatever reason, they were only able to save the crops nearby. This entire section of town burned down. We continue clockwise around town and get to the existing residential area. There's a blacksmith, a small general store, an even smaller temple 
smaller perhaps in size, in footprint, but certainly much larger in impact. This town lives and dies by the word of the local rugged clergy. This is where the majority of people live. We continue clockwise. Up in the northwestern section, a small glass blowing shop. Well, perhaps small in comparison to the blacksmith shop, but certainly a larger operation than one would see in most places. Certainly larger than this town needs. There, Dawn Greet meets the forest. And if we continue around the very northern edge of town, we have a wide campground where many of the travelers traveling to the towers of Resetus and away from Resetus Towers out in the frontier, this is one of the last stops, one of the last places of great trade and civilization before you hit hard frontier. And this is the camp where Illyria and Igor have been staying. Because it's easy enough to find a wagon to hide under for the night, although tonight is wetter than most, and it would be great to have somewhere with a roof overhead. We'll see if we can find it. The last thing as we travel around uh, clockwise is uh, a great ditch, which at the moment might as well be a small creek because it is absolutely full of muddy, muddy water. And then just to the south of the ruins uh, of an old keep are uh, is the the little uh, the, the little chapel of the town, the little temple. Um, as we continue to rotate around, we once again find ourselves down here at the southeastern corner, the lower right-hand corner of the map, with the fields um, that stretch out far, far into the uh, into the horizon, um, and some of the farm buildings, and then also here in the center of town at the very crossroads, on one side a watchtower that looks out around the town, and then down to the south of the crossroads, a small garrison, well populated and well maintained. It houses a number of uh, active and professional soldiers. A little unusual for this point in the uh, uh, in the world, and yet, with all the conflict going on, somewhat understandable. Sander is wondering where is camp? Is camp to the north? Yes, up at the very northern edge. We have been sort of um, we've been. Uh, shall we say squatting in certain conditions. Um, camp is to the, the northern middle. However, um, as, uh, uh, as Igor suggests, perhaps, uh, do we want to, uh, do we want to make camp somewhere else tonight? Illyria says, it's all right with me as long as we move quickly. I'm going to take your lead. I, I'm having a hard time seeing here in the dark. I'll carry the supplies. You just lead the way. Igor, where do we go? Um, I've heard mention, uh, Orly Rose says, I think we can hide in the burned ruins that would offer several kinds of camouflage, including scent, in case we haven't been hygienic. I love the sound of this. And I think uh, Illyria, uh, excuse me, Igor, is going to lead the way in this direction. Y'all, our very first roll of the season. Are you excited? Because I'm excited. <laughs> Here we go. The rain continues to beat down, but it does seem to be letting up a bit. Um, uh, this burlap sack does not offer much protection for the supplies. We start to run our way across, and 
um, we can see that the people coming out of the uh, out of the the house that Illyria just left, um, as Igor was keeping watch, I uh, I, th- I think Illyria looks back and uh, we see the door burst open. It is a, a, a beam of light out into the darkness, out into the rain here, but they don't seem to have any solid idea where we are. In fact. Igor, you go ahead and uh, you end up at this uh, in this little section of green in between uh, this little farm hill and uh, the burned out buildings. You are uh, you're in some crops here. Your options are you could certainly move north uh, through the crops in between the buildings, or you could move uh, to the west and uh, try for the burned out buildings. The burned out buildings will offer more cover, perhaps, while the crops may offer more hiding places. Sandra says, going through the crops is a safe way to travel. They hide us a bit as we move. Illyria moves in close behind. A very perceptive member of the family. Uh, Illyria, unfortunately chooses to turn at the wrong moment just as we enter the crops and gives a little wave to the girl in the window. That's when someone peeks out of the window just above the girl's head. She gasps, and so does Illyria, as uh, this person shouts out into the darkness, I see him! I see him! Someone right out there! Okay, um... We are being pursued as we crash into the foliage. Um, these greenery here, uh, we have to sort of rush from uh, from berry bush to berry bush as we pass through these fields. Um. <laughs> okay, uh, Orly Rose says, I almost said just toss a rock. Let's give it a shot. Um, I think um, Illyria is going to... Uh, maybe Igor sort of bends to pick one up, and uh, you know what? Your edge is fine, so we're going to go for it. Um, this rock uh, goes ahead and sails into the darkness. However, uh, it is absolutely not going to cut it. Uh, standing and pitching this rock into the darkness, um, the uh, the pursuers see you pop up for a moment and we are going to have to pay the price um (laughs) uh let's see you know what i want to roll on the table if we've got a table we might as well use it let's find out we have got a 55 which says it causes a delay or puts us at a disadvantage well i think i think certainly there's a disadvantage here that they know which bits we are currently hiding in we're going to have to move quickly and so we do uh igor rushes northward um and uh, uh illyria quickly follows the way is dark as we move away from the buildings it is harder and harder to see there's a bit of light coming from the moon um, and uh, the occasional bolt of lightning however that may work in our favor as well as without light it's going to be harder to see us indeed we rush past some of these farm buildings we have been working here for a few weeks and Um, I think Illyria and Igor together are able to sort of make our way through town. Igor says, This way, up to the north. 
we rush past some of the buildings that we have been casing. We know in this one lives uh, a, a berry farmer, in that one a wheat farmer. Of course, we are in the farm section of town, but we are approaching one of the homes of a, uh, a farmer who is a retired member of the military here, uh, of the standing guard, and we hide for a moment as our pursuers close in behind us. They don't need stealth to proceed, and so they're able to move very quickly in behind us. Sanders says, quick, in what ways can we lose them? Um, uh, I think um, I, I think we, we sort of, uh, as we have been... <laughs> uh, there aren't a lot of trees here, Orly Rose. Not right here. There are some up to the very north, um, but right now we've sort of we've got this cover from the bushes, um, and so uh, I think you know what? Let's call this securing an advantage. Um, when we are acting with, uh, we are acting with uh, some stealth. So I'm going to say that you are going to try and secure us an advantage, Igor, uh, by keeping us in the uh, in the bushes here. Oh, an excellent roll. Uh, you gain an advantage. You take control. Uh, make another move now, not a progress move, and add one. Uh, and prepare to act, uh, or you prepare to act and take two momentum. Um, I think it makes most sense right now to, um, uh, to, to take this plus one, and, uh, you are going to try and lead us in a safe path away. Oop. And we're gonna take plus one to this. Three, four, five, six, and seven... Ooh, just, just barely um, uh, missing a strong hit. We make a weak hit, uh, and we succeed, but we're going to face a troublesome cost. Um, are we going to be delayed and suffer minus one momentum? Are we going to endure harm? Uh, are we going to be dispirited, or are we going to sacrifice resources? I'm going to leave it up to you, Igor. Do we want to sacrifice A... Um, momentum or B supplies. Those are the ones that might that, that I think make sense right now. Rose says, "I think Igor is stealthy, so he might be able to make moves that are not just lateral." Um, yes, indeed. And uh, Igor has found a mostly safe path here, but we're, gonna, we're going to need to move quickly. Um, I think Illyria, in following Igor, drops some supplies uh, and looks to Igor for some guidance here. Do I go back, or should we just move? Uh, Sander is wondering about momentum. Momentum is something that we can use to sort of cancel out challenges in the future. We want high we want high momentum ideally. Um, and Igor currently has uh, six, which is not enough to make a difference right now. What do we want to do uh, in this moment? We can hear uh, people approaching from the south. Rose says, I wonder if going back would be confusing because they would expect us not to. Oh, an interesting one. Okay, I would consider that another, yeah, another possibility of securing an advantage. What would we like to do? We're going to lose some momentum. Okay, uh, so uh, Igor nods and uh, Lyria rushes back to grab the supplies. Um, we are going to lose momentum here. Um, let's see. And... I am going to say, okay, uh, I think that makes sense for right now. Um, meanwhile, um, Igor is considering whether to continue to head north and, uh, uh, and uh, you know, continue on the line that they have been traveling, or is he going to 
guide the pair back south, sort of double back in an attempt to confuse their pursuers. Um, uh, as as uh, Illyria catches up, they say to um, the young the young elf boy, "It was the right choice. We are going to need something to eat tonight to keep up our strength." Okay. And with that, uh, Igor sort of nods, and Illyria says, "What is the plan next? Where do we go?" Um, Illyria is sort of looking around, uh, certainly recognizing some landmarks, but doesn't have the same mind for tactics that uh, Igor does. Igor says, "We're not going to panic. We're going to move slowly. We're going to move deliberately." And we're going to circle back around, try to confuse them. Illyria simply nods. Um, let's try to secure an advantage again. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, you absolutely annihilate this. Okay. Um, let's see. You are going to take control. Um, you can make another move and add one, or prepare to act and take two momentum. Uh, are you sort of preparing to to do something, or is it? I think I think this makes more sense as the first one. Um, so you are go we're going to make a plus one to your next move um, as you as you lead us back and around. Um, Igor, you lead the two of us up against the wall of the garrison here. Um, those of you who are looking at the map, you can see the garrison is this square of wooden spike walls, um, just just big, uh, you know tall timbers with uh, spikes carved up at the top rudely and uh, Igor you take us uh, to, to the garrison we back up against the wall of the garrison we can hear the people inside right now there doesn't appear to be much movement it seems that the night is quiet around us uh, except for our pursuers the sounds of the storm still mask this there's no alarm gone up yet they're thrashing through the bushes, looking for the two of us. And you lead us. Um, if I can, here I'll, I'll point to the map just to give you all sort of the clearest idea of where precisely we are. Um, uh, let's see. Let me show you. We are right here currently, right here at the corner. This here, uh, just to the south of the crossroads, is the garrison. That that uh, that little square with the tents inside of it—that is the garrison there. Um, we are backed up against the edge of it. We start to make our way back down south, down toward the ruins. Um, and of course, uh, I guess one confusing thing is that there are two sets of ruins here in town. There is the burned-out neighborhood down to the south edge, and then up north of us, there is there are also some ancient ruins. Um, and uh, those, we'll call those the temple ruins, I suppose. Uh, they do have a proper name, but y'all have not dug in that far yet. Um, but th those are the sort of more ancient ruins up to the north. Um, yes, a rogue in darkness is a huge advantage, and we should use it. Uh, yes, we'll call them the burned ruins and the temple ruins, just for our, uh, for our um, uh, reference later on. Okay, so um, we're going to take plus one to this as Igor leads us down south. We're going to head south, toward that burned-out neighborhood. I think it'll be the best way to get across and uh, hopefully lose them here in these fields. Oh, another excellent plan from Igor. Uh, Igor leads the two of us. Uh, Illyria, quiet and tense, uh, 
they both sort of crouch and run between um, uh, between some small uh, 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 pig pens here and the garrison walls, the tiny, narrow little corridor where we've hidden before to spy on the farmlands. It's a dangerous and risky move. But Igor is confident. We duck down, and Illyria simply trusting Igor in this moment. We rush down and end up down in the southern edge of Dawngreet in this burned-out neighborhood. Now, for a moment, the two of us stop and catch our breath. We, we jump in through a burned-out window, which at this point is just the lower edge of it. The upper edge was all burned away. Um, and land in this wet, soggy ash as the rain continues to beat down. The two of us peer up over the windowsill, and in the flashes of light, we see the siblings of this girl who helped us thrashing through the berry bushes, trying to find these two interlopers. We've hidden in these ruins before. Illyria says to Igor, well, I think that we've certainly found a friend. We don't have a lot here. We've got a few back at camp, but, you know, I think when the wild stallions come back and expect us to have a good idea of the layout of town and who might be friendly, who might be vulnerable, I think we're going to have a lot to tell them. This, of course, was our mission in staying here. You and I only met a few weeks ago, but we were connected through this group of... Well, we'll call them light outlaws. Most of their focus is on animal husbandry, breeding steeds for all and sundry out here in the frontier. But Igor, from a little gate town to the south of the towers, traveled up and away across the towers on a bit of a jaunt here, brought on by this found family, leaving a sister behind. The Wild Stallions brought him to this place here, and before they left him here, told him that in order to gain full membership into the Wild Stallions, he was expected to case this town, to look around and get the layout, get an understanding of who's here and how well they guard themselves, where are their resources stored, how might they be vulnerable. Sander is wondering, are these ruins a safe place to stay tonight? And I think we're going to use a gather information role here, even though I'm not sure it's 100% appropriate. Um, we are going to we're going to call this a community with which we have a bond because we've been studying it actively. Um, so you're going to get a plus one to this role, Igor. Um, this is going to be a wits role, I can only imagine. Um, yes, roll plus wits. Here we go. Okay. Are these ruins safe for the evening? Now, they're semi-safe. Of course, you know they're still pretty close to uh, the farm that you all just robbed? A bit of a question mark on that. Also, I don't know why I'm saying you all. It was us. We did it together. Um, uh, basically, we have got a weak hit on that one. This information is going to complicate our quest and introduce some new danger here, which, uh, frankly... Uh, we do take plus one momentum, however. So, there is that. You're at six momentum. Um, 
that, again, I'm going to try not to get bogged down into the mechanics of the game too much, at least early on. Um, but uh, let's see. Sandra says, would the woods perhaps be safer then? We can certainly take a look. Now, let me make sure. Oh, no, absolutely. Okay. Um, is the forest going to be safer? Well, let's find out. I'm going to go ahead and make this another wits roll, and I'm going to try and give you some help here. Um, as the two of us sort of confer together, uh, Igor says, I don't know if this is going to be a safe place tonight. It might be possible that uh, the forest would provide better protection. Fewer people around. Um, Illyria is going to try and offer a little bit of help here. Um, secure an advantage in direct support of an ally. Um, score a hit. They instead of you. Okay, fantastic. That is exactly how that move should work. I love that. So I'm going to try and just help you out here. Um, this is definitely going to be using wits. Um, <laughs> baby. Okay. Um, a weak hit. Okay, this advantage is short-lived, but I'm going to give you an additional momentum here. Um, uh, and, and once it makes sense to use these, I will use these, but we've had some interesting rolls so far. Elyria says, I think that uh, we are going to uh, be in trouble either way. It would be better, however, to be maybe further away from our pursuers. Orly Rose um, is wondering, has Igor observed any patrol movement? Does the garrison send patrols that we've seen? Yes, they do, but they're generally sort of in a wider arc uh, around the perimeter of the town. Uh, now, of course, y'all are close to the perimeter, but they're not really looking for internal threats frequently. They do sometimes when a threat appears, but right now they appear to be um, uh, sort of on patrol around the outer edges of town. It is possible that they could be called into town if they've got reason to suspect that there is something dangerous happening, but right now they're still on the outer edges. All right, um, so I've given you a bit of momentum, uh, and I think the question is simply, we know that, uh, I, I think I can say with confidence, Illyria says, Listen, I think um, as far as actual hiding places, these burned-out ruins are going to be about the same as the forest, but the forest is much further away from the people who want to, well, get back all of this food and perhaps bring us to the gallows near the temple ruins. I think further away is better. With that, um, Illyria looks once again. They are not the strategist here. Igor is... Um, and so they look once again, to, once again to Igor to decide what is going to be the route northward. There is the fast way, the way that will allow us to take advantage of just pure speed. Um, probably either edge or, uh, yeah, probably edge. Um, edge is going to be, you know, sort of middling for Illyria. Uh, excuse me, uh, not great for Illyria, but sort of middling for Igor, um, Edge and Shadow are not my strong suits. Um, <laughs> uh, Sanders says they're guarding city borders. Oh, why would they do? Why would they do that? Orly Rose says I agree. Get away from direct threats if neither is more likely to encounter patrols. This is correct, Orly Rose. Yep, we've uh, in our observations. It seems like uh, neither one gets more heavily patrolled than the other. Um, the only difference, and, and another one offers substantially more cover than the other. The only difference is one of them is far away from the place that we just robbed. So, 
Igor, how do we get north? Um, Illyria is doing that thing that they do when they get stressed out, which is to uh, tap a foot uh, rapidly on the ground. Um, if they're sitting, then they'll they'll sort of jimmy their leg, um, bounce their knee up and down. But right now, standing, sort of crouched in this corner, uh, they're doing sort of the Slav squat and uh, bouncing one foot up and down. Sanders says, I still like to take the long road. And so, uh, Igor is going to say, I think I'd like to take the long road. And so we do. We are going to... Uh, sprint across the street toward um, the the fires of the forge. Now, they're not lit right now. Uh, it seems like only inside is uh, is sort of lit up in the blacksmith shop. It's the larger building that we can see with the sort of pale roof over here on uh, the lower left edge of the map, the lower left corner of the map here. Uh, we have to sprint across a road to get there, and uh, we are going to do so here. Now, you're leading the way, but at this point, it is a simple cut and dry. We have to simply sprint across. And so, Igor, you go first, as is our way. Now, without a particularly strong move, this is an important one. If we're able to cross the road here and get away, they already think we're going north, and we have sort of cleared almost a whole section here. Um, moving across the road. If we can just get across this road with safety, then we're going to be fine. But you roll very poorly. But you've got momentum. You burn momentum uh, back down to, I want to say, plus two. Once again, we're not going to be playing perfect Iron Sworn here. Um, this is my mantra when it comes to all new games. You don't have to start by playing perfect. Uh, the, the RPG perfectly, work your way in, use the simpler move, the sort of most basic, like, skill checks and stuff, and then work your way up to more difficult stuff. Maybe this is how it works, maybe it's not, but this is how we're going to work it today. I will learn more as we go on. Um, you go ahead and burn momentum, which means you are going to cancel out all of the challenge dice um, that are of that number or lower. You've got seven momentum, and the numbers that you rolled are five and seven. That's how difficult it is. You want to beat both of those. You have to beat one of them. And you rolled a one. If you add your edge to that, that's only a three, which doesn't beat a five or a seven. I know I'm getting into some of the mechanics here, but suffice it to say, you run across this road with absolute sort of uh, <laughs> full-on abandon. You have planned this well. You've gained enough momentum to make this work. And uh, as the as the uh, the wronged parties uh, shout to one another and beat through the berry bushes across the road, Igor disappears into the darkness in the shadows of the uh, of the blacksmith here. Now I believe that means that you get a strong hit here, and you are going to take plus one momentum, um, which puts you at a plus three for right now. Now, uh, Illyria, still holding the sack of, uh, of, of food, supplies here, which we desperately need for right now. Um, Illyria is going to make their sprint across the road. They quietly move from one place to the other, from one of these burned out buildings to the other. My boots are absolutely covered in uh, this wet, soggy soot. As I 
quietly pad across the, the burned remains of this district here. I look across the road, I look back over my shoulder. And I, too, have a real rough go of it. Oh, is this enough? I... I have to... I have to burn momentum. I have to burn it even though it's only going to get me a partial success. Okay. Um, so on an eight, I don't think I can... Yeah, I don't think I can I can change anything about this. My edge is only one, and so I rolled a six, um, which is not going to beat either of my challenge dice unless I burn momentum. So I am going to burn momentum. I rush across the street here, and uh, we hear a shout behind us. Now, we are... We're not totally out of the woods yet. Uh, we are still in some danger. It's possible that they spotted someone moving over here on this side of town, um, even though now it is quite the stretch. However, it's much quieter over here. We pass into the alleyways behind the buildings. We will bounce back to the town map in just a moment, but it's quieter here. The rain still pounds down around us and muffles some of our movement as we move between buildings. Some of the lamps are lit the moon shines bright up above, and as we pass through these buildings, we hear a noise. A massive shape, uh, some enormous bird or something with leathery wings, just flashes across the gap between the rooftops above us, and then disappears. Um, Igor, what was that? Did you see it? Igor says, It looks like a bat, but I don't know. We continue to move together through these buildings. This is where the majority of town lives. The actual denizens of Dawn Greek live here in this little part of town. As we move north uh, past the general store, um, out of the out of the shadow of the blacksmith, past the general store, up through these residential areas, we walk in the the sort of not even quite cobbled alleyways. Behind, lots of dirt and gravel crunch underneath our footsteps, again muffled by the pounding of the rain. It's a wet night, but if we can get back with these supplies, it will have been a productive one. Now, as we travel through these, Illyria and Igor, we think back to the information that we've gotten about the people here, including each other. Illyria, Igor is, uh, Igor knows that Illyria is uh, someone strong in battle. Uh, if they get into a scuffle, as they've done a number of times, um, uh, on their way south, because of course, while Igor came from the the south and uh, traveled through the towers to get to Dawn Greet here, this town, uh, this little frontier town on sort of the northeastern edge uh, of of the frontier, of the near frontier. You travel that way, but Illyria came from the north. From the Oxbends, uh, massive twists of an enormous river system. Um, Illyria came from uh, a little town 
that uh, was largely fishermen. A quiet little place. And O'Leary has talked before about how someday they're going to be expected to go back and settle down there. But they wanted a bit of an adventure first. And that's how Illyria was asked to bring a chest down south. As Illyria traveled, it was a tough go. And um, being just barely able to survive, Illyria encountered something out in the forest. Something that kept them safer than they otherwise might be. Occasionally dropping a few mushrooms, even a side of meat, something to sustain them. Occasionally even guided them to safe caves or clearings where they might make camp. But Illyria's trip southward was not without its own dark encounters, and Illyria did indeed get connected in with the Wild Stallions as well. This gang, uh, who operates mostly in the frontier, but also delves into the towers, they requested that Illyria bring a small chest southward. Now, Illyria doesn't know what's in the chest and hasn't dared to look yet, but it is stashed back at uh, their last hiding place up at the northern camp. The camp where all of the uh, frontier uh, expeditioners um, sort of travel inward and out of. Um, it's, it's hidden up there under a cart that is expected to be there uh, for a while because it's got a broken wheel and hasn't moved in a few weeks. Um, Igor says... Listen, this is just uh, an evening walk. Nothing suspicious about it. Perhaps we can stash the supplies and make like we belong. All right, it's uh, fine with me. Um, where, where do we put them? Uh, we both look around for a place to hide these things, and... Um, uh, Igor, I think you know about Illyria, that they are good in a fight, and uh, even have a little bit of herbalist experience. Uh, Illyria knows that Igor is a bit more <laughs> uh, a, a bit more strategic a bit of a trickster um, has even a, a, a bit a tiny bit of alchemy experience um, with some stolen supplies uh, that he found uh, back on, on his trip away from the towers um, and then this uh, a, a bit of an infiltrator and for those of you who are playing along at home, um, some things to know about your character are that, as I've mentioned, Igor is uh, very stealthy, reasonably quick and cunning, not particularly tough and not particularly strong. Um, you do have three assets. One of them is called Trickster. Basically uh, lets you face danger, secure an advantage, or compel by um, lying, bluffing, stealing, or cheating. And uh, you get plus one when you do that. You have uh, Alchemist, which means that when you've got time, you can create an elixir and choose an effect that it will have. Uh, basically, you can make potions um, with your little uh, sort of chipped and cracked potions kit, um, your little alchemy kit. And then you've got this asset called Infiltrator. Um, when you make a move to breach, traverse, or hide within an area held by an enemy, take plus one and, excuse me, add plus one and take plus one, momen plus one momentum on a hit. These are things that I should have been applying, but we're going to start applying them now. Um, and this, I think for our purposes, you know, they're not exactly, they're not precisely an enemy, but they count as one right now. So um, you are going to get plus one to all of your moves to breach, traverse, or hide within this area. Um, 
as well you deserve to. Uh, we can go through town with the stolen goods, but that's uh, pretty suspicious. We will drop them here somewhere. Um, and I think uh, this is a fine opportunity. We are going to... You're going to use your wits for this one. Um, as you look around for a place to hide them. Um, let's see. This is going to be securing an advantage, and this is unfortunately a miss. Um, excuse me. Wits? This is a... This is going to be a weak hit. Okay. Um... Let's see, we're trying to secure this advantage, I think would be a reasonable way to put it. Um, on a weak hit, your advantage is short-lived. We take plus one momentum. Okay, um, so you're going to get plus one momentum here, but we do leave these supplies behind. So now we don't have them. We're going to have to make our way back here at some less uh, suspicious time. Uh, what sort of, gang, what sort of uh, hiding place do we imagine that we find for this? Igor, Igor points to this rain barrel, which is absolutely chock full of rain right now however um Igor uh pops a a little cork out of the lower part of the rain barrel uh and uh this this rain barrel starts to drain quickly and just sort of empties out into uh into the street um nearby there is uh a, a bit of uh treated canvas a bit of waxed canvas and uh Igor quickly throws the uh, supplies inside this rain barrel, ties this canvas over top of it, and the two of us walk away quietly. Now, you get an additional momentum because of your your uh, special asset here. Um, Illyria says, Well, I do hope that we can come back and retrieve that tomorrow, but right now it's going to be a hungry night, and hopefully that means a full tomorrow and grins a little bit at Igor. We slow down a bit and uh, start to make a more leisurely, more stealthy pace through the town. Um, we're back in these back alleys here and uh, the, the windows are dimly lit with the occasional candle. Not many people are up at this time of night and that is just the way that we like it. We've become a bit more nocturnal of late. It's just easier to get our way around town when people aren't wondering why we're poking around in these various locations. Now, nothing so suspicious about the two of us. Just a young human and a young elf lad strolling through town. Sure, it's late for us to be out, but the two of us are dirty, clearly, maybe not vagrants, but likely associated with the the camp up at the very northern edge of town. This camp that sort of uh, receives and uh, expunges expeditioners heading out deeper into the frontier. This is one of their last stops before uh, the edges of civilization, and there are lots traveling in and out, lots of activity, lots of movement. Lots of people who are just looking for a way to make their mark in the world, or perhaps just a few coin. Just enough for tomorrow's meal. So a couple of ragtag kids walking through back alleys. We'll get shooed away, but nobody's going to call the guards. 
Orly Rose says, since we're close in age, we can use the idea we're just sneaking out for a tryst after dark. Like, we met here and wanted some alone time, if we're seen. Um, Igor proposes this. If it comes down to it, perhaps the two of us are just out for um, uh, some time alone together in the darkness, you know, as young people do. Uh, Illyria sort of gives him a look uh, and smirks. I think as they have gotten closer and closer together, um, you know, we are going to, we're going to revisit this later. Um, it's hard to tell, I think, for both of them. Illyria wonders for a moment if Igor has considered this, and Igor maybe wonders what this smirk means, but of course, they're both young. Neither one of them know how to read all of these signals from one another. They're just both young people trying to make it in the world. It's impossible to know. Um, Deathrave, hello and welcome. Uh, for those of you who are wondering what is going on here, um, we are now at the one hour and 20 mark as the two of us disappear into the shadows here, heading north. We've left our supplies behind, but we're fairly confident we can come back and retrieve them later. Let's go into a bit of an intermission here. A very quick one. I'm not going to take a break or anything. Uh, I'm just going to sort of revisit what we're at, what we're doing here, like where we're at. Um, I want to welcome you all to Side Cannons! This is the tabletop RPG wing of Sidecar Stories. And Sidecar Stories is, of course, a channel dedicated to telling stories to one another, with one another. Um, this is our second campaign, wherein Chat and I are going to play RPGs together. We had a full year-long campaign of Chat Plays Dungeon World, and now we are launching into a campaign using the Ironsworn system. Tons of fun. This is a, this is, I mean, we've spent two and a half, almost three years working on the realms of Recidus, and now we're zooming into this one specific location. This is episode one. We're just getting to know our characters, and for those of you who are joining us just now, I will tell you about them very briefly. I am Sam. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm playing a character called Illyria. They are a human, and they are going to be... Um, uh, they are sort of tougher, a little bit more uh, combat apt, with a little bit of herbalism experience. Illyria is from a, a very rural town out here in the frontier, um, from a place called the Oxbends, which is one of the most sort of aquatic places, one of the most seafaring places uh, in the realms of Recidus, at least close to the Recidus Towers. Um, and for those of you who are wondering about the world in general, I'll tell you this, it is a massive magical metropolis surrounded by frontier. Uh, there is but one city in the realms of Recidus, and it is simply called the Towers, or Recidus Towers. Um, surrounding it is endless frontier, and uh, the frontier is where we find ourselves now, with Illyria, who comes down from the north and uh, is, you know, a bit broader and tougher, and then Igor, who is a young elf lad, um, and uh, stealthy, comes from the uh, comes from a little gate town to the south of the towers, but traveled through the towers with a gang of ne'er do wells, and landed here. The two of them are sort of expected to do jobs for this frontier gang called the Wild Stallions, uh, and right now our gig is that we've been left behind here, and we're expected to get to know this town really pretty well. We're supposed to case the joint for the Wild Stallions so that when they come back, they can get a foothold here. 
This is, of course, the town of Dawngreet. Um, this is uh, one of the last towns on the way out to the frontier. And uh, for those of you who are just joining us, thank you so very much. Death Rave, Steve Smith, fantastic to have you all here. Let's get back into the game, shall we? It's quiet, and the rain is starting to let up as we travel through now the streets of town. It's a little easier to make our way here now that we've lost the real threat. We've got some supplies hidden in a barrel safely. We'll retrieve them sometime in the morning. For right now, it's just a matter of getting away. We have to be quiet. We don't call too much attention to ourselves, and we'll be fine. Igor and Illyria cross onto the main road. A few others are here as well, and um, as we travel along the streets, we can see the glow from the houses. Um, the very last lights of the day are starting to die down. Lamps are being extinguished as even the very latest of sleepers finally go off to bed. It's quiet. Off on the far edge of town, we see a, a little group of guards marching no issue for us right now and then we see a group of hooded figures they appear to be approaching from the western side of town they are descending the hill that climbs up into uh, the, the darkest part of the forest off to the west we know if we were to continue on that western road far, far through the trees, we would find ourselves hitting the river, a, a swampy land that was once an attempted settling place, but has largely failed and been lost to, as most say, werewolves. Rumors abound of entire castles taken over by um, uh, by clans of werewolves, uh, tribes who have come together and uh, assumed ownership and domination over lands that were once attempted settling places, places where people would try to build keeps and castles. But in the town of Dawngreed, it's sort of understood nothing west of here has ever made it long as a civilized place. And yet, here march these travelers. Igor and Illyria stop in an alleyway. We sort of make our way off the main street and wait for this procession to move past. Now, as we watch, we don't recognize any of them. They're covered in hoods, and many of them carry weapons. Some of the town guard from over on the other side give a shout through the now lightning rain and uh, start to march across town with a hand up that indicates, HALT! HALT! And they shout the same across town. A few lamplights come on inside homes as this group of hooded figures stops at the crossroads. Igor says, Let's move up to the rooftops. I think we can climb up here and get a better position to observe them. Indeed. Let's secure this. Let's do this as a secure advantage. Um, let's see. Uh, this group of hooded figures stops in the very dead center of town. Um, and I think let's move back to the town map here because 
We are just near the, uh, we're just near the glass blower shop. For those of you who are looking at the map, you can see at the very top left corner of this map, there is the forest. The forest that uh, comes down to greet Dawn Great here. And that little cluster of larger buildings at the southern edge, that's the glassblower shop. We find ourselves in an alley there, but there's the tower. There's the watchtower at the center of town. It's possible we could make our way over there without causing too much of a ruckus and get a great point of view on this discussion. Illyria says, Actually, I'm not so sure that I'm going to be able to make... Igor is gone. Igor rushes out and quietly, silently, climbs up the watchtower. Igor takes a tiny peek up above as you climb the ladder. You can see you are just simply waiting as at the very crossroads, the center of the crossroads in the middle of town, this group of more than a dozen hooded figures has stopped. You peek up as you reach the top of the ladder and you are thankful to find that this space is empty. Illyria looks out and I think I decide that it's just too dangerous for me to go. I'm not quick enough and I'm definitely not stealthy enough to make this run. So uh, Illyria stays in the shadows near the glassblower shop. But Igor is up in the watchtower at the center of town. And you achieve your hiding place just as the town guards meet this group here. What are you doing? It's the middle of the night. What brings you into town here? We hear a voice. A voice that Igor and Illyria don't recognize. But we might. Yes, well, we've come in from a bit of a hunt. Of course, it's well known that the the grounds here are plentiful with game, and it just took us a bit longer than we anticipated. The watchtower is quiet and still as Igor peeks up just the barest wisp of his blonde hair and looks down over the edge. This gray blonde hair is totally soggy from the rain, but still blows in the harsh wind that carries the last bits of the storm vertic- uh, horizontally across your face. As you look down, you can see among these shifting individuals here quite a few weapons. Your vantage point has allowed you to see some of the things that they're trying to hide from the guards. You see swords. You see large swords. Spears. Crossbows. Bows. And up at the very lead. At the very lead of this group, you see a crossbow strapped onto the back of this individual's belt, the one that's talking to the guards. Above that crossbow is a quiver of crossbow bolts, and on those crossbow bolts you see a faint glow, as of an ember, of strange runes that you don't recognize. Crossbow bolts carved with runes. 
a voice that Igor and Illyria don't recognize, but we do. We, the audience, do from the beginning of the episode. This, this is the one who slayed a vampire just hours ago. We thought perhaps we could make our way back to camp before it truly got light out again. We hunted what we came here for, and tonight I think um, we'll rest just fine. The guard confers with the other guards, um, and this group, this group of hunters, seems to be concealing their weapons quite well because the guards mutter to one another, and then the lead guard calls out, All right, up north there, we're going to watch you go. We don't want any trouble tonight, nor any other night. Uh, congratulations on your successful hunt. <laughs> A dark shape flits across the night. It's much less concealed now that the rain isn't pouring down all around. All of these dozen-plus hunters suddenly stiffen. They clearly are aware of this thing. Illyria sees it just a moment after everyone else. Igor is aware of it as it alights quietly atop the temple ruins. If you're looking at the map, it's just here on the tip of my thumb, but the very that the very lowest corner of the temple ruins, across the crossroads here from uh, Igor up in the tower. It's up behind the guards, just a dark shape. Not terribly large, about the size of a small child. And yet, certainly not shaped like one, and... A small child couldn't possibly have come flying down with leathery cloak out of the sky, could they? The guards have not yet seen them. But the hunters stiffen. You know, your town isn't quite as safe as I think you would assume. What do you mean by that? Well... There are threats in this part of the territories that, um, well, many aren't aware of. There are rumors, of course. There are those who say that shape changes and others of darker nature haunt these woods. He looks casually over, but none of the other hunters avert their eyes from that dark shape that has landed on the temple ruins as it sort of heaves breaths in. I want to ask, Igor, are you going to do anything about this shape across from you? Let's see how good a look you get at this thing. This is going to be, um, I'm going to call this probably a wits roll. Yep. Um, A two and a six versus a four. Now, your momentum is not high enough to burn for this, so um, you get a you're going to get a partial success. I think um, we're going to call this 
we're going to call this a gather information. You get a bit more momentum. You're at a six now. But uh, it seems like other than observing, Igor is not keen to change the situation here. The shape heaves as with great breath, but quietly. You see some of the hunters gather forward. They make a wall of themselves a few deep, um, maybe about six, and the guards are sort of on their guard now. Listen, I don't know what it is you intend by making this show of numbers here, but we are right next to the garrison. If you want trouble, we can have trouble tonight. You've got, uh, I don't know, a few seconds. Maybe some of you can get some of us, but very soon that garrison right there, and he points just a few yards south, just a few meters south of you to the, to the, uh, the, the wood garrison walls. The gates are wide open. You all, the two of us crossed them not an hour ago. We know that they are open and ready to disgorge the remaining sort of resting folk of the town guard here who stay on pretty high alert. You got a few seconds. Might be able to get a blade into one or two of us, but then you're all going down. Your whole hunt will have been for nothing. The leader of this group starts to back away, and the other hunters close in in front of him. This moment is tense. And you hear the voice, as the guards don't see this, but Igor, you do. That voice is loading one of these rune-etched bolts into the crossbow. You hear a small as the bolt finds its way into the groove of the crossbow. And the figure says, Well, it seems that we are at a bit of an impasse, but I can tell you this. You are not the enemy. No, indeed, you are an ally against the threat that neither of us could have ever seen coming. Not in such great numbers as they have gathered. Gathered nearby. You think yourself safe? With your silly garrison? You think yourself sufficient protection for civilization? No. I'm afraid not. The figure takes a knee. And Igor... This is your last moment if you wish to do something other than observe. The figure takes a knee and continues to speak as he clearly is leveling this crossbow bolt at the heaving figure up on top of the ruins behind the temple. No. Your garrison, indeed... All the safeguards of civilization are insufficient against a dire threat that creeps and crawls and hides in the shadowy places. You jump from the tower. Um, I'm going to give you a plus one here, um, and uh, you've got momentum to burn if you wish. Oh. 
that is only a that is a that is a weak hit. Um, you leap down below Igor, and Illyria screams as they watch as their closest friend of the last weeks and indeed perhaps much of their lives dives from this tower and crashes onto um, uh, onto this individual. The crossbow rings into the darkness, but the hiss is stopped very suddenly by the back of one of these companions. You are going to take um, a hit to your health, Igor, as you crash down below. Uh, the hunters suddenly turn, and uh, the guards are suddenly shouting, oh, What's that? Weapons are thrown! Wake the garrison! Wake the garrison! I don't know what's going on, but there's some sort of attack! The shape up above the towers... It... Uh, 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 belaboredly waves its massive leathery wings as you've now identified them. Something that you would have sworn was a cloak until just a moment ago. But it flies up into the air, but as it does so, something metallic falls out of the sky. A bolt of lightning narrowly misses this creature. <laughs> as it disappears into the, the mist that has followed the storm. But this bolt of lightning crashes through something. Something metallic. And it superheats it to the point where it glows. And there is now, falling through the air into the melee, as the hunters turn on the new threat, and the guards start rushing out of the garrison, and Illyria screams from a from a few meters away down into the darkness into the middle of this melee falls a glowing lightning heated key this key falls down into the middle of the fight as you are uh, Igor on top of this hunter what do you do uh, Illyria while you guys decide what y'all are going to do um uh, Illyria is going to rush forward and uh, simply enter the fray. Uh, when you enter into combat, um, uh, I'm going to set the rank of some of our foes here. And I tell you what I'm going to do. I am going to set the rank of all of them as... Uh, I'm going to call them troublesome for now because none of them are trying to, like, really, really lean hard into the situation. They're not trying to sort of, like... Uh, uh, really crash this party. We just have to try and get away. However, I will tell the group, both of us know this. Igor, Illyria, the two of us know this for certain. Neither one of these groups alone could we face in combat and expect to have any hope of winning. And certainly the two of them together will never make it. We have to get away. But before we do that, I'm coming in to save Igor. You're the closest thing I've got to a friend. Um, uh, Illyria gives another shout um, and rushes forward. Uh, I think without a weapon, it is tough for Illyria to really get uh, a good handle on the situation. But I do rush into the fray nonetheless. Um, I am going to... Let's see. Well, it doesn't matter what I roll here because I have succeeded. Um, I take two momentum and I've got the initiative. I am going to rip um, you away from this hunter that you landed on top of. You are injured, Igor. 
Um, and uh, I am <laughs> uh, uh, I'm pulling you away. Your leg is a little dinged up, but you're doing okay so far. Um, as I pull you off of the hunter, as this group of hunters has suddenly got a... Uh, a, a, a ring around us because you've landed sort of right there behind us, uh, behind them. I'm going to take two momentum and I've got the initiative here. Um, I am going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to use my skirmish here. When I face danger by holding a foe at bay using my spear's reach. I don't have my spear in hand right now, do I? Um, I'm going to try and just like grab a stick from nearby Um I'm going to try and hold them off and let you get behind me as you decide what you're going to do next. You've got just a moment here, Igor, uh, where you decide what you're going to do. Um, uh, Illyria grabs you away and then hisses to you, It's time for us to go. we got to get out of here. I can't hold them off forever. Maybe not even for a moment. Okay. Um, and I am going to, uh, roll plus my iron. Okay, and I'm, I'm hoping for a strong hit here. Uh, and I've got a strong hit! Okay, uh, I can strike now and add one. I don't know if that's one to damage? I, I have to assume that's one to damage, right? I don't know, maybe it's, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a plus one to my, um, uh, just sort of my like my next roll to get away here, because that's how I'd like to apply it for right now. We'll get better at Iron Sworn as we go. Um, Orald says, the metallic thing in Sam's story, it turned out to be a key. Yes, indeed. That child from up on the tower who turned into a bat apparently was carrying a key, and that key is now down here below. Um, uh, and uh, Orly Rose says, are we anywhere near the chest? We are not. The chest is up north. Um, we are basically we are in the center of the crossroads right now, and up to the north is that camp. You and I both know the camp is going to be a great spot for them to lose us. Um, we we could try to get lost in that camp. Lots of hiding places. A very sort of a, a little labyrinth of tents and stuff up there. Um, uh, Death Rave. It's it is right here. It's right here. And but you are the only one who saw it uh, between the two of us. Uh, and, oh yeah, Deathrave, quite a bit of the attention is on you. Basically, um, the guard's attention is on the hunters, but the hunter's attention is on you. Um, and you don't know how dangerous they are, but you know the answer isn't not dangerous. You know they are quite dangerous here. Uh, yeah, are you going to try and stealth that key up? Here we go. Uh, you are absolutely going to get a, um, in addition to this, oh, that's tough. Oh, no, no, no. You don't manage to get it. The key um, uh, in the, oh boy, let me make sure my math is right. Five, six, five, six, seven, eight. Um, nine. Breach, traverse, or hide. I'm going to count this. You manage a weak hit. Um, you have got this, uh, you, you got the key, but you're going to take some damage here. Um, you are going to, let's see. Uh, you are going to, yeah, tire to hurt, endure harm. Yep, it makes the most sense right now. Um, a rune-covered sword comes down onto your shoulder. Um, this thing hurts, Igor. And, uh, that wasn't just a fall. You take two damage from that. You are now at plus two. You started at five, and now you're at two. Igor, you are in terrible pain right now. Um... 
Illyria says, it's time to go. And uh, Igor, I think, yeah, this is this is your moment to try and get away. I'm going to try and aid my companion here by letting, letting you try to sort of get away here. Um, and let's see. Ah, oh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh man, this is getting this is getting intense, y'all. Um, I take my plus one, so that is a strong hit for me, and I'm going to go ahead and give you the advantage that I've secured by that, um, which is going to be uh, two momentum or uh, make another move at a plus one. Okay, yep, you're going to make this move at... I'm going to give you the momentum, actually, because it seems like that would be the most help for you. I, it seems like that would be the best thing for you, is, is to have that plus eight momentum that you can now burn. Um, you can't quite make another move right now. Um, uh, I mean, heck with it. It's your turn. Uh, here we go. Uh, on a... Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You absolutely need to burn this momentum uh, in order to try and get away. You're going to be able to run just into the tower... Uh, the, the temple ruins here uh, to the northeast. Um, you run across and hide in the shadow of the gallows. Um, and you must burn your momentum in order to do so. Um, you you run into the shadows there, and uh, Illyria manages to sort of rotate around very slightly. And now I'm going to turn and run and try to follow you. I am not as quick as you are. I am not as... I, I'm tougher than you are, but I'm not as quick as you are. Let me find out if I manage to get away from here. Oh no. Gang, this is bad news, gang. Gang. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Um okay. Uh I'm going to face danger with my edge. Uh I rolled a 9 and a 10 and that's what I have to beat and on my action I've rolled a 4. Uh my edge only gets me up to 5. That's a full miss. I am going to Illyria Illyria is caught Illyria is going to suffer I think a glancing blow uh, taking one damage and uh, screams into the night as uh, this sword finds its way across uh, their arm um, they are going to try and fight in for a spear uh, but this is this is bad news. Illyria cannot get away right now. Um, Illyria is surrounded by these guards. Uh, excuse me, by the by the hunters. Um, so essentially, the three groups in play right now are the two of us, the gun, the the gunters, the hunters, and the guards. The guards are trying to fight with these hunters, but they are experienced fighters. You hear sing, kang, ching, 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 um, as uh, the Guards make a full-on attack at the hunters, but the hunters are coordinated and they they form up around their leaders um, as uh, this sort of scimitar blade etched in glowing runes comes down at Illyria's arm um, and catches them with it. <sighs> Sander says, maybe we can hide near the guards and hunters. Maybe they won't attack us if we're close to the guards. Um, like the hunters cannot shoot at us while we're close to the guards without getting in trouble with the guards. Um, Igor recognizes that these hunters are already in trouble with the guards. They are, they are starting to, it, it's getting very dark here very quickly. Um, uh, these hunters have gone from like trying not to make too much of a scene to not caring about what kind of scene they make because they know 
that creature just dropped something and they don't have it. And there's, for, for whatever reason, we are working with that creature. Uh, Orly Rose says, how do we misdirect them into fighting each other so we can sneak their way? Um, okay, let's see if there's any sort of deception that you can make here. What do you try to do in order to make that happen? Meanwhile, um, uh, Illyria is trapped in this fight. Well, y'all are telling me in chat what you would like to do. Um, uh, the, um, uh, the, the fight continues. Let's see. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to try and... When your foe has initiative and you fight with them in close quarters. Yeah, absolutely, that's where I'm at. Um, roll plus iron. Here we go, folks. I'm going to try and roll plus my iron. My iron is good. Okay, um, they are distracted as the guards um, try to uh, overcome them here. And uh, let's see, I've got a strong hit. I'm going to inflict my harm and choose one. I've got the initiative. I'm going to bolster my position and take one momentum or find an opening and take harm. Uh, and and deal out harm. Nope, I'm absolutely going to um, going to boost my momentum here because I'm just trying to get away. Uh, and I've got initiative, which means I'm going to try and get away again. Anything you can do to try and help me out here. Uh, Deathray says, what if we run... Uh, let's see. From the west. Okay. All right, fantastic. Um, uh, Igor runs out into the road, um, sort of heading roughly north. Um, now... You did a pretty good job here. Uh, they don't know that you've got the key. You run to the north while, while screaming, Werewolves! There are werewolves approaching from the west! Um, at this point, lights are coming on in homes. This town is in absolute chaos. The guards have been mustered and now, are now rushing up from the south from this square garrison down below um, and the group of you are in the midst of uh, an all-out melee. The guards uh, are clashing here in the town square. Um, there are even some who are coming out from buildings to just join in with whatever they've got on hand. Lots of little hatchets meant for wood cutting um, and uh, farm implements are being used to help here. But these hunters are clearly very, very skilled. Um, you give that advantage and um, let's see, secure an advantage. Um, uh, let me go ahead and roll for you here. You're using deception, which is your strong suit, certainly. A strong hit for you. Um, and uh, going to take plus two momentum to this. Um, but I'm going to take the momentum because uh, you're trying to give me this out. Now, that, that gives me a plus ten to momentum right now. If I can't get away with plus ten momentum, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. Here we go, folks. Are you ready? It's time for me to run. It's time for me to run, gang. It is such a good thing that you gave me that momentum. I rolled pretty high in my action dice, but my challenge dice ended up as a 9 and a 10. The just about the most difficult it could possibly be. I burn my momentum back down to my 2 here, and I am on the ground. Illyria is on the ground crawling and frankly weeping because this is the most bloody fight they have ever been in um illyria looks and for a moment is terrified 
that Igor has just fled up the street. Illyria looks at Igor's back and wonders for just a moment how Igor could have abandoned them. And then Igor turns and waving hands above his head, this little elf boy with the gray blonde hair shouts into the night, Werewolves approaching from the west! Calling attention onto themselves and Illyria doesn't, Illyria just lets out a little gasping sob and crawls out from the melee as the guards just dogpile onto these hunters. Um, and uh, Illyria, with with blood running down from a cut above their eye, they crawl between legs, no weapon in hand, just crawling, trying to make it out of this, manages to crawl between some legs underneath the supports of the tower where coughing and gasping they get up and run to meet Igor on this road up to the north into the camp the melee continues down at the crossroads these these hunters are absolute expert fighters they are preposterously outnumbered by a standing professional guard here, and yet they are taking not a single casualty, they are organized and they are moving as one back the direction that they came, up this road that they came down prior. Um, These hooded figures continue to fight with incredible coordination and skill, fighting their way back up the hill, back toward that western road where they came from. That western territory that they said had been overrun. That place where they said they had been hunting. The guards do what they can to try and capture hunters, but are almost entirely unable to do so. I'm going to roll some dice here. This is more of a, a, a an oracle check to find out what happens. Um, do the do the guards manage to capture any of these hunters? I'm going to call this unlikely. So, which means on a 76 or greater, they do manage to catch them. But on anything lower than a 76, all of the hunters escape. That is an even 20. These hunters in their flowing cloaks with their rune-etched weapons fight their way back to the edge of town and one at a time disengage into the forest. The town guards try to pursue them, but are very quickly staved off by crossbow and longbow arrows. Two guards drop in the middle of the street and have to be dragged into alleyways by townspeople. The guard is in a bit of a disarray. These hunters, although outnumbered, absolutely escape unscathed. You are desperately wounded, uh, Igor. Illyria um, uh, rushes to you, and we disappear as quickly as we can into the temple ruins here. We've made it as close as we've been the entire night back to our camp, but it has been a dark night indeed for the two of us. 
It's never gotten this hot here before. This is a pretty quiet town overall. Sometimes the guards will will gather and they will muster and go off to fight something, uh, some group off on the edge of town. Sometimes they claim it's werewolves, but you've certainly never seen them. Now, whatever threat is out there, it is very clear and present. Illyria whispers to Igor as we limp our way into these ruins, approaching the campfires just to the north of the temple ruins. Illyria says, It's been so quiet. I don't know how it could have ended up like this. Why did you jump off of that tower? Why did you do that? It, it, it wasn't our problem. We didn't... We don't know who these people are, and now they've, they've seen our faces. They've... They're so dangerous. You didn't get to see them up close in fighting form like I did, but their weapons are etched in runes and and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I know you were you were cut, you saw them. You saw them. Don Greet just got very dangerous for both of us. Orly Rose says, I think the key is for the chest, and the chest has secrets, and Igor likes secrets. Sander says the chest Illyria had to bring south. There's a bit of a question there. Perhaps. You're very close to camp. The question is this. Illyria and Igor duck into the shadows just outside the campfire light, uh, sort of peeking through the cracks in these temple ruins. And Illyria says to Igor, Do we want to approach quietly? I don't know. There's a lot of action going on tonight, and I I know the the camp here is always loud. Everyone's drinking and fights all over the place, but tonight might be something completely different. Are we going to try and sneak in or just walk in nonchalantly? What's the plan? Igor. Igor, please. Um, and Illyria puts a, you know, a, a sizable hand on your shoulder. Igor, why? Why did you jump off of that tower? You were so well hidden. This wasn't our fight. I got hit pretty hard, but you're in even worse shape than I am. Um, and, uh, if y'all want to go ahead and put in quotes, uh, things that you would like Igor to actually speak, um, and because we haven't used this system yet, this is the first time you'll be hearing about it. So yeah, if y'all want to go ahead, when you put things in quotes, I'm going to assume that that is something that you would like Igor to actually say out loud. Um, Igor says, I wanted to do some good. Did any good come of it? Igor, we don't have anyone here. There's a girl down in a farmhouse that is our only friend in this whole town. We know a couple of people here in... here in the... in the camp who have given us a bit of food or a place to hide every once in a while. And... And as Illyria peers out over a shoulder into the forest, um, Igor knows, because Illyria has mentioned it, 
They are thinking of the Underbrush, this dark figure who has for some reason followed Illyria uh, on their journey south. Igor says, You're still with me, and that's better than the alternative, in my opinion. Illyria hugs Igor. A big, deep hug. Now that we are out of some sort of danger, the guards have been called far, far away into the uh, uh, into the western side of town, and we move our way north into camp. Illyria says, I do hope that it was worth it. I'm so tired, Igor. I'm tired and I'm hungry and I want to go hide under our wagon and get some sleep so that tomorrow we can get our supplies and maybe make it through another day. As Illyria sort of sadly moves northward, just thinking of all that they could have lost here, all the hurt and healing that they're going to have to do, which is difficult and expensive and takes time. Igor taps them on the shoulder. And as Illyria turns, illuminated by the, the campfire light here in, the, here in this camp, Igor moves in a little closer so as to hide this new treasure away from the drunken eyes of the expeditioners, either on their way in toward the towers or out into the wilderness. Either way, well drunk on cheap grog, sharing stories of their expeditions. This firelight flits across Illyria and Igor's faces as we stand very close together. Two children a human and an elf boy with nothing but each other against the world. And Igor leans in and says, I may have found our ticket out of this place. And holds up a key. Neither of us know what it means yet but a smile passes over our faces. And quietly, we sneak back into our little wagon. Underneath the broken board, down underneath onto the mud down below where we have nothing but a piece of waxed canvas to keep us from the damp, but the rain is let up. It's going to be a hungry night for the two of us, but we settle in together, using each other for warmth as we have done for the last few weeks. We're both hurt. We're both bleeding. But... Illyria settles into the closest thing that they've been able to call home over the past few weeks. Maybe even the closest thing that's felt like home in their entire life, which is just, if they turn their head the right way, they can see in the dim light of just a, a sliver of firelight, ashy gray blonde hair. 
and Igor, turning over, can see the rather bulky silhouette of Illyria. It's quiet, we'll have food tomorrow, and we've made it out with a new treasure. We drift off to sleep. The town goes quiet once more. The shouting of the guards as they try to coordinate themselves and understand what on earth happened here tonight. It's subsumed under the drunken laughter of expeditioneers here in the camp. And the two of us drift off to sleep. Hungry tonight, but knowing we've got food for tomorrow. It's quiet. It's serene. And then a pair of hands slowly edges underneath the wagon. In those hands, a chain, each link of the chain carved with glowing runes. This chain wraps around the sleeping neck of Igor. And that is where we end our day today. Everyone, thank you very, very much for joining me for this very first episode of Night School at Vesperal Academy. We know some things about these characters that, if we were just here for this first episode, we might not know quite yet. We know what is to become of this pair. We know that they will not always be just a little human and a little elf. We know that these hunters are in town, and we know what Igor and Illyria are going to become. But of course, you'll only know that if you were here for some of the character building episode uh, that we did last week. If you would like to find back episodes of this, you're going to be able to find this on Spotify under the, uh, you're going to be looking for side cannons. All right. That is going to be the, the title of this podcast on Spotify. It's not up there yet. So don't go looking yet today. This is going to be the first week that those things are posted. Um, uh, you're going to be able to find it on YouTube. Uh, if you search for the Sidecar Stories uh, channel, you're going to be able to find these on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to be putting the uh, the character building episodes. Um, I think those are going to end up on Patreon. Um, and so you're going to be able to find those there. But uh, episode one of this is absolutely going to be uh, up on YouTube starting very, very soon. Um, I, it will be at some point this week. It will be before our next episode. So everyone, thank you so very much for joining me today. Orly Rose says this is a freaking Hunger Games level of cliffhanger. 
And I am glad to hear it. I wanted to plan a bit more for today, and I'm glad that I did so. I think it has really worked out well, and I plan to, I'm, I'm going to try and sort of continue to plan a decent bit. Um, I am going to try and set this up such that it is a lot of fun and that we continue to be surprised, both of us. Um, I want the two of us to continue to be surprised by the things that we experience here. Um, and so uh, the, the Iron Sworn system provides fantastic ways to do that uh, with things called oracles, tons of tables to help and facilitate kind of changes and surprises and twists and turns. Um, these things are going to be things that I'm going to try and progressively take more and more advantage of um, as we continue on with this adventure because it's exciting that they're there and I would love to be able to use them to full effect. Um, I want to say thank you so much to Death Rave, uh, Orly Rose, Sander, Memnite, everyone who is here, and especially to someone like Death Rave who has joined us for the first time and, and you know, might not have a lot of investment here in the channel and yet decided to try something new. Hey, Death Rave, thank you for being here. Uh, and then of course, thank you to folks like Sander and Orly Rose and Memnite who have been here for months, especially Sander who has been here for like every single time I jump into some some tabletop RPG stuff, which is a huge part of where my heart is. I'm so thankful that, that Sander is there for like every single stream. So all of you folks who have been here for a long time, who haven't, I am thankful to both of you deeply. Deathrave says, what is the stream schedule? Deathrave, uh, the stream schedule is uh, I stream uh, right now, Wednesdays and Thursdays, uh, once we boot back up with Vintage Sidecar, I will be streaming Tuesdays through Thursdays once again, but for right now, um, we don't do, we don't do Tuesdays. Once we're done with hiatus, then the stream schedule will be, uh, on Tuesdays, Vintage Sidecar, where we shed some light on classic lit. We have read Frankenstein, we've read The Great Gatsby, and a bunch of others. Uh, we're gonna be jumping back in with, uh, Sherlock Holmes when we come back to it. I do not have a schedule for that yet. It's gonna be a couple more weeks. Um, on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are our tabletop RPG day. Wednesdays are side cannons! I'm really glad y'all enjoyed Noon Pacific Time. Noon Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Time on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, we have got Flying Sidecar. That is a voice actor's venture through some stories that we all love. And uh, those are going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. If you would like to know more, the place to go is absolutely to follow the links that are about to pop up in chat here. Linktree slash Sidecar Stories. L-I-N-K-T-R dot ee slash sidecar stories that is the link to share that is the link to visit head over to the discord we have got a massive discord um and uh you can find the side cannons category with the realms of recitus channel for things specific to this world that we've created together we have got the um uh, the general RPG chat, as well as chats for all the other various things that we discuss throughout the week. So, um, we are reading Hunger Games on Thursdays right now for Flying Sidecar. So, um, right now, although Tuesdays are on hiatus, we're going to be coming back with Sherlock Holmes. Noon Pacific Time. On Wednesdays, noon Pacific Time. This right here. We're going to be doing this every single week. Um, and I'm going to continue to post them over on YouTube and Spotify. And on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, Hunger Games. 
That is our Thursday show. Uh, th that is currently what we're doing for our Thursday show, Flying Sidecar. So everyone, thank you so, so very much. Uh, Mem Knight is wondering about the only one character thing. And folks, I've got some time to do some sort of Q&A here. This is not the end of the stream. I want to stay here and talk with y'all for a little bit. So um, you do not necessarily need to sort of rush out into the world because I don't need to rush out into the world. I'm going to shoot for these sort of two hour kind of snappier sessions right now. Um, and uh, I think we're going to take this time to sort of discuss, like, discuss the session and possibly do a little bit of spout lore, um, uh, which for those of you who are familiar with the channel, our spout lore sessions are uh, essentially world building and sort of behind the scenes stuff. So first big question on the table is from Memnite. Uh, and let's, uh, just a moment. Memnite is wondering why not the three characters? Why just the one for right now? Um, the reason is that, uh, we simply don't have enough people to support that at the moment. Uh, I wanted, I wanted to really streamline the gameplay for this season. Um, this, this is, uh, season two, of course, for those of you who are unaware. Um, I'm currently in the process of uploading season one. It was all uploaded, but I, of course, have had to make some changes. Uh, so I'm working on that now. Uh, you'll be able to find the entirety of season one, the Recidus Arena campaign, which is our first campaign. I'm, I'm calling that book one. Um... I'm dividing it into books, and then books are divided into scrolls, and scrolls are divided into chapters. That's such a wild way to do it. It sounds so crazy to say out loud, but I'm going to try it out for a while. Um, that was a year-long campaign, and we did that with three different characters. We had three teams, uh, Team Impulse, Team Scout, and Team Reserve. And uh, each team, you could, you could join one of the teams and play, uh, each team presided over a character. It was a ton of fun but I don't think we had quite enough viewership to support it. Um, I would love to get back into that, and I am absolutely not opposed to bringing in more uh, PCs here. My plan is to have uh, quite the little ensemble of NPCs. We're gonna have like, we're gonna have a group of NPCs that we know really, really well by the end of this, uh, by the end of like episode three is my plan. Um, and uh, at the very least, like we're getting to know them very well. And my plan for that is that if we wanted to switch characters at some point, we could do that. Um, but uh, certainly that if we wanted to bring in more folks, because I already have potential guests lined up for this, I want them to be able to jump in and participate as well. Um, and I'm absolutely open to the idea that we will, if we can grow into it, have additional characters. Um, I think one of, the, one of the big things that we did last season that was a bit of a mistake was to make it kind of challenging to join and participate. Sander says, do we get a view of the dice, Sam? Yes, I think I, I think that makes sense, Sander. Um, I wasn't sure the best way to execute it, and frankly, I'm still not, but I do think it would be better to have visible dice up here. Um, even though, like I said, it is possible, if, if they get di um, like distracting and it becomes more about like what moves do I have access to, then I may hide the dice again. So I'll, I'll say that much right now. There's also like, it, it might be fairly complicated on the organizational side. Um, so we may not go with like full-time uh, visible dice. Just just keep that in mind. But as as our next ep for our next episode, I do intend to have them visible if I can make it work on the production end. Um, 
But uh, yeah, y'all definitely hit up that link tree. Thank you very much, Mem Knight. I appreciate it. Uh, popping that popping that link in chat. The links command will bring up that link whenever y'all wish. Uh, that is the link to follow. That's the link to share. If you think that you know people who would be interested in the show like this, um, which I hope there will be some of you. Um, but uh, yeah, to sort of bring it back around to why one character for chat instead of three, I think it's just gonna make more sense for us for right now. Once we've got more people, I would love to separate out into probably two teams and then work our way up to three as opposed to one directly to three. But I think our our big mistakes last time were starting on Mixer. Um, we had those panels and those worked out really well. But once we moved over onto Twitch, those had to become uh, uh, bot commands. I am so thankful to Sander and Hen who both sort of put together the bot on Hen's side and then made it sort of, uh, made the, the necessary documents um, like Sander did. I am so thankful to y'all and you really did an excellent job with it, but it does take a bit of uh, a bit of sort of doing to get caught up with that sort of thing. And Death Rave, um, you know, I don't know, maybe somebody like you would have said, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll take some time to learn some weird commands and play like this. But I like the idea that anyone can jump here at any time and just play. I like it for two reasons. Number one, people don't have to stay here, don't have to like show up here and then get the link and then head over to, to the wiki, um, which y'all should know there is a wiki. Um, if you go ahead and use the Recetus command, it will pull up the recetus.fandom.com link uh, that will bring you over to the wiki for this world that we've created together. Um, we've spent about three years on this world at this point and I'm super excited to be playing in it again. Um, but uh, I, I like that people don't have to leave elsewhere and come back. Um, and then the second reason I'm happy with doing it like we're doing it here is I don't want people to be thinking in terms of like, I want to use this move or I want to use that move. I absolutely love how it worked today, which was y'all just told me, what does Igor do? Because Igor is a person. Igor isn't worrying about like, okay, I know I've got a plus two to this thing and I know I've got a minus one to that thing over there. And what? No, I, Igor is just a person who is doing things in the world. So I think it is, it is fantastic that Igor just reacts as Igor would react, as chat feels that this character would react. Um, now, if y'all are curious about this character, um, I have these character sheets publicly available in the form of a spreadsheet. You can find it right there. Um, it is view only, and uh, these are really interesting sp spreadsheet character sheets created by uh, HAJ523. I found these on Reddit, um, and uh, they are pretty cool. Uh, Deathrave says, I jumped into this Discord, but I will say it was very easy for me personally to jump in on the fun the way that you are currently running it. Fantastic. Deathrave, that's exactly what I'm hoping for. The way that we did it in the first uh, the first uh, book, I'm going to try and use my, <laughs> in campaign one, but book one, um, uh, yeah, we had some like fairly complicated, like more complicated than was necessary, bot commands and stuff, so I am very, very happy that, uh, yeah, if you, if you found it easy to jump in here and just get in and start playing, it is my dream come true. Folks, this is one of the few times where I felt like I got a really great start to something. Y'all know me, I get into new books and stuff and I try to make changes and things, but it has taken a while for me to make a great first episode. And I think this first episode, y'all, I think this went pretty well. I don't know how y'all are feeling, but I think this episode went pretty well for a first episode. 
I'm really looking forward to getting back into this with all of you. And uh, if you've got any more questions, I would be very excited to uh, to let you know. Um, these can be sort of like lore questions. These can be questions about the the world that we are in, um, about the the town of Dawn Greet, because of course. I'm, I'm going to be willing to answer some some just sort of like random ep, uh, random questions about Dawn Greet because we've been here for a little while. Um, you know we we uh, we have we have been exploring this town and so to have like a little bit of background knowledge, I'm going to bounce back to this map here so that y'all can take a look at it. That's all right, Memnite. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We are going to get back into it. We're going to have a grand old time. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Um, for those of you who don't mind a bit of spoiler territory, all right? So I'm going to, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to hold up my fist like this. And when I put this fist back down, we're no longer in that like super strong spoiler territory. This is kind of the system I like to use. But here we go. We're into spoiler territory. However, this is going to be spoiler territory for like the first four, three or four episodes. You know, we're not talking deep campaign spoilers. This is early campaign stuff, but you can go ahead and uh, mute right now if you don't wish to get these spoilers. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Now, for those of you who were here for our character building sessions, you already know this, but these characters are going to become something different. We're going to be gaining uh, new assets that I'm going to be writing this week now that I've sort of got a, a slightly better idea of the system. I think we are beginning to understand how this comes about, but Igor is going to be a ghost and Illyria is going to be a lichen. Um, I don't know precisely what kind of lichen yet. I'm trying to decide how I'm going to determine that, whether I'm going to sort of do it on a roll table or something like that, but um, right now... Uh, we are heading into that, and then, once that happens, the majority of this season is going to be in Castle Vesperal, or Vesperal, uh, at the Vesperal Academy for Duskin. Uh, Duskin are vampires and ghosts and lichen, uh, and that is where we're going to be spending most of this season. We're going to explore the castle and the grounds and find out all of the various complexities of living in a place like this. Um, all of these things that we've seen today are going to factor into that heavily. These are all sort of ongoing storylines that are going to be present at the castle and um, uh, sort of at the academy. But you can imagine it as a sort of cross between um, sort of a creepy Hogwarts and a little bit of slice of life, a little classic uh, uh, swords and sorcery adventure. But I hope y'all are excited because that is going to be, like I said, this is this is episode three or four spoilers. We're going to be heading there very soon. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Memnite. But y'all know me, a bit grittier. So feel free to come on back in. I'm going to jump out of spoiler territory for right now. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to thank you very much uh, to Deathrave for joining us today uh, and for jumping in over on Discord. Um, if anyone has joined us from the Sean Tompkin crew, uh, anyone who found this on Twitter uh, via Sean Tompkin's new um, uh, sort of directory of Iron Sworn actual plays. I thank you all very much for joining me. I know this may not sort of represent the system in all of its fidelity, but uh, we're going to be sort of ramping into that. I like to get to know systems by playing with the most bare bones bits of it and then working my way up to the more complex aspects. 
but I want to say thank you so very much to uh, Sean Tompkin for following me uh, here on Twitch and on Twitter. Sean Tompkin is the writer of the game Ironsworn. And Sean Tompkin, you have gone ahead and put together a real, real good game here. Um, you know, I, I, I mentioned that we started Campaign 1 and we played the entirety of Campaign 1 with Dungeon World which was a great game for this. It was a nice and simple sort of Powered by the Apocalypse sort of system, and I would consider your game to be um, Powered by the Apocalypse, but instead of skewing much simpler, like a lot of games do, it skewed toward higher fidelity. More complex, yes, but more complex in favor of representing a greater degree of, of detail mechanically with these characters and the adventures that we go on. I'm super excited. Uh, those of you who are like deep in the Iron Sworn system, uh, go ahead and definitely check out the links that we've got over in Discord um, for some of the supplies and downloads available for Iron Sworn. Uh, one of the big changes I, I intend to make for the, you mechanically minded people are we're going to be using the adventure moves as adventure moves, certainly. But a lot of them are geared toward adventuring outward, exploring outward. And I want to spend a lot of time exploring inward. I want to discover the layers of Castle Vesperal and the grounds and such, um, and this town here of, of Dawngreet. We're going to do all these things. And so I was trying to figure out a way that we might do that. I still have to look into delves, and those might be more along the lines of what I'm looking for. But at the moment, I'm considering turning our adventure moves into exploration moves and uh, having a different little group of stats um, instead of supply called favor. We have to keep our favor high, otherwise we land in detentions and such, and then uh, if our favor gets too low, we, we, we sort of land in trouble, but if we can keep our, our favor high, then we're sort of going to have a, an easier time exploring the castle without, um, without consequences. So, uh, we'll be seeing more and more about how those work later on. Uh, Deathrave says, I'll definitely pop in on one of the Thursday streams, but I do have a campaign, so I'll always end up leaving early. Deathrave, that is quite all right. Um, if you like the Hunger Games, then I would encourage you to, yeah, join us for whatever you enjoy. Um, I, I'm really thankful to have you here. Thank you for checking it out. Memnite says, you've got a Wednesday slash Thursday off. I definitely suggest Sam. Obviously, his tabletop stream is great, and his reading is amazing, too. I am so glad to hear it. And Memnite, welcome back, by the way. It's been a minute since we saw you in, and it's great to have you here. I knew we could. I knew we could wrangle you back in for some tabletop business. Orly Rose says, "So there are uh, some things you go through, and you become friends after jumping out of a tower into a hunter is one of them." Uh, yes, indeed. So, yeah, there are going to be. I mean, there are absolutely going to be consequences, both positive and negative, of the fact that you went ahead and saved this individual. Uh, you don't know who they are yet, but it'll come up. Y'all, y'all best know it's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great to see you again, Mem Knight. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if anybody's knowing like wants to know who the heck I am, um, I sort of got my start reading Harry Potter on stream and uh, using it to practice my voice acting. I would consider my voices to sort of be like one of my core competencies, and I've got a lot planned for the many NPCs that we're going to be meeting uh, later on in this, but. Uh, yeah, that, that was, I would say that is sort of one of my big ones. And then I just, I just love tabletop RPGs, love collaborative storytelling. And I really, really have enjoyed today. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Let's see. Let's see. What else? 
what else do we like? Um, uh, if there are any other questions about the town of Dawngreet or uh, even, I'm willing to get into some light spoilers, like I said, for like first three episodes, perhaps, if you've got questions about that. Um, otherwise, I think we have pretty much covered what we're here to cover today. I've got my I've got my little setup here. I'm really excited because it seems like this has worked pretty well. Um, we've hit most of the things that I want to hit uh, production-wise. I need to change it so that I can actually hear the music on my end um, for timing's sake and all that sort of stuff. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, I thought today went super well. It went super well. I may go through and and cut out a little bit of um, uh, you know, cut cut out a little bit of like dead space if there is any, because. You know, with with one voice, with with only the one voice, me, uh, here at the table, it might get a little quiet at times. I try to reduce that as much as I can, um, but uh, you know, well, we will be perhaps getting in other voices later on. Wouldn't that be exciting? The answer is absolutely yes, that it would. Oh, oh man, y'all, campaign two. Welcome to book two, night school at Vesperal Academy. Folks, I hope that uh, you've enjoyed this first episode. Um, and if you've got any other questions you'd like to ask me or things that you would like to know about the character, go ahead and let me know over in Discord. Uh, we are going to be um, we're, we're going to be handling this in the Realms of Recetus channel over in Discord. Um, once again, I will pop the links into chat here. Um, that link tree will take you to the Discord among the many other places that you will find information about sidecar stories. And that is the that is the link to end all links. Even if I like start a website later on, I will have this link tree redirect to that website. So this, I've made the mistake in the past of having a non-permanent option. This one is a pretty permanent option. Keep up with this link tree. Um, this is the one to send to people, to share around, and to follow yourself if you want to know more about the channel. Um, and the Discord is also where we're going to be doing sort of like post-session stuff. If I need to ask y'all questions about like, hey, do y'all want to try a new asset? You've got enough to level up. It'll happen in Discord over there. So y'all, I am so excited about this new book, um, uh, book two, Night School at Vesperal Academy. Oh, it feels good to say. I'm so excited about our characters. This adventure has gotten started off in a fantastic way, and I want to uh, give absolutely some kudos to two groups of people. First of all, you here in chat, um, much like last season, y'all are going to be the thing that makes this special. And then the second is Sean Tompkin and the other folks who worked on Iron Sworn and the various Iron Sworn materials that I've been able to use here. Um, Sean Tompkin, obviously chief among them, but um, these things that have allowed us to put together a great story to tell. Um, you know, it, it, some of these world building mechanics or, or uh, functions, I guess I'll say, uh, such as bonds. These are things that can often get overlooked in games um, and people sort of wonder like why first episodes tend to fall flat or why they wonder they sort of wonder why their characters don't really feel like they're connecting well it's not a guarantee but i will absolutely say uh games like this with with systems that connect you in with the world and and moor you to characters and places and things um uh, I'll, I'll also sort of give a shout out to kids on bikes who you know while the the uh the the system is very very simple the world building and sort of campaign beginning materials there and those functions are some of the best in any game ever um and uh, i've even adapted it for other games before i i use some of those instincts now even some great games with some great world building tools some great uh, sort of campaign kickstart options um but thank you so much to uh to all you folks 
Yeah, Kids on Bikes was a fun little one-shot. We did a Halloween one-shot in Kids on Bikes, uh, which I need to re-upload that as well. That just that reminds me. Okay, uh, folks, it has been absolutely grand. I am going to, I think, log off for the day. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, and frankly, I feel like it's always better to leave them, leave people wanting more than give them too much and have them get bored. I don't see anybody online right now that I intend to raid on over to. So tonight, I hope you just have a fantastic evening. I'm going to do a little bit of editing and uh, call it a night here. And I'm going to try and get these up on YouTube and uh, Spotify as soon as I am able. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, everyone who gave this a try, uh, whether you are listening now uh, live or you're listening later on on Spotify or YouTube or where have you, I want to thank you all so, so very much for giving this a shot. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you can join us one day. And if not, I'll see you in Discord. And we can talk about it then. Everybody, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.